0: Welcome to the Action Shooting Show. Uh, Tonight we have Mark Rebke, myself, Ryan Dixon, and uh, we are just going to hop into it. We're going to try to make this one as as quick as possible, but still kind of tell you what we want to tell you. So uh, this is an after-action report on the uh, gun-run team match at uh, DeWitt's um, shooting center, I guess, uh, at an uh, Ellerby, Ellerby, North Carolina. So uh, I'm going to let kind of Mark take it over and kind of interview me-ish in there, and we'll we'll kind of go from there.
1: All right, so start out with, like we always like to start out, let's hear the match flavor. What was it? Was it, you know, mostly running, mostly gunning? Was there anything special? Tell us about what the flavor of the match was.
0: Yep. So this is, uh, I think this is the second year he's done this. It's the team uh, land navigation match. So um, you start with uh, you teammates, so two people, you start with your guns, all your gear, and then they give you uh, points. So you, you've got your map, you either bring it or they give you one, your compass, protractor, um, you know, all your map map tools, and they give you a couple points, and. You know, in this way, they start off with one point. You go find that point, and then that point tells you what to do next, and you continue through the the match that way. Through this, so it's not just land nav, obviously. Through this, as you're between points in different areas, you're hitting shooting stages. So um, there were five points we had to hit that you, you tried to hit, and eight shooting stages. So there was a good deal of, of shooting. The stages were – on the shorter side, maybe for running gun, but they were really, really good. And I mean, anytime you get eight sh- shooting stages, it's it's a good it's a good time. What was the distance on this one? Five or ten? Uh, I think if you went point to point, it was closer to ten k. Or yeah, yeah, around ten k. If you were to just go straight point to point, obviously. Um, This part of North Carolina was fairly flat. There wasn't a lot of hills or anything like that, but it was right there like the shooting ranges there. And then there's a, I don't think it's a national forest. It's like game lands or something like that, that like is on the other side of the road from it. And then there's some of the uh, owners uh, fields and and land for like their farm. So you you had um, pretty dense brush, That if you were to try to just like dead reckon point to point, you'd have some pretty tough times uh, just just getting through the terrain. What
1: was the most lost you got, or what was the most lost you could get? Could you get way out of the Uh, rebar?
0: We did not. uh, One team, I guess, going to the first checkpoint got like a mile or two too past. Um, And I'll get, we'll kind of go through some of this and I'll explain. I mean, I didn't think it was that hard. Your level of experience with a map and compass um, definitely it, n- scale on maps. If you don't do it a lot, it's really easy to to really get get lost that way. So um, I, I'm not saying that is like wow, they got you know they really had no clue what they were doing, but y- you could misread something and definitely get way further out than you you expected. I mean, we we found every checkpoint but one, so I'll say that now. The one that we didn't find, I don't think we were lost. We were probably pr- looking at the maps afterwards. We are pretty close like GPS, but it was in dense stuff and we just didn't do our due diligence there. So um, never real, real loss though. But there's a couple times we we backtrack and go back to where we started and have to go back down a little and find, you know, some other terrain or something like that to, to do. Because um, neither me or my partner had a ton of land nav experience. He had like, he had read up on land nav, basically leading up to it. That was was his experience reading on the internet. And then I've done a little bit at some other matches following other people and a little practice on my own, but uh, definitely not an expert. So to
1: wrap up match flavor, weight the three components, the run and gun, or sorry, the run, the navigation and the shooting. How would you balance that out on a scale of 100? A thirty percent navigation. Yeah. How would you put um,
0: it? Um yeah, I would say like as far as if you want to do well at this match, fifty percent is always shooting. You you've gotta you've gotta shoot well. There's a lot of really good shooters there. Um I would say forty percent or thirty percent of the left of that is land navigation and then may 30, 35 thirty thirty five and then like fifteen twenty would be your running. If you had really good land nav to where you could just go point to point, you really didn't have to run. Um, if you were, you know, there are some roads, there are some trails, things that you could take a long way to get somewhere that but maybe do it a little more safely. Um, if you would have hustled those real quick and done some more running or fast movement, you you could maybe catch up to a better land navigator as long as you still were decent with your skills. So I don't know that like the fast, the fastest team, I think ran as well, because their time was was pretty crazy. I mean, it was significantly faster and they were one of the better shooting teams, so they were really squared away. But um, if you land nav well, you necess- didn't necessarily have to like sprint. I mean, a lot of land nav you, you can't run because you're you're doing pace count or you know you're trying to look at a map or something like that. So running was of the least significant out of all those.
1: Okay, so if you break down the match format, then how was the points and scoring done?
0: Uh, like most, fifty percent shooting, fifty percent run time. Um, in this case, that run time is during the land navigation. I believe a missed checkpoint, like missed land nav point, was a one hour penalty. So, I think I think it was an hour. So, so pretty steep. Um,
1: you couldn't, couldn't. So pretty steep.
0: So. Yeah, exactly. You couldn't just be like, well, we're going to skip all the land nav and shoot real well and win this. Like you, It's laid out well. Ellis makes a really fun, fair match. So you you, you had to be good at all of those skills to place well.
1: Okay. So let's talk more about the skills. So land nav, you've already talked compass and map, no GPS, right? Would you yep, say no GPS. that it, they gave you points, they gave you coordinates, what did they give you to make your your decisions on? It,
0: yeah they would give you UTM points. Okay. so they would say, you know uh, thirty two yada 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 and seventy three yada yada yada, and you had to take your uh, map protractor your map. I, it's not protractor. what do they call that? It's a uh, but yeah, you had to you had your map there and your you overlay had to go and you, your overlay. yeah, there's there's another name for that. I wish I brought that down with me, but yeah, you would have to then find and mark that point. And for people who haven't done land nav, so um, the map they gave us was one in 50,000. I actually had, so you were encouraged, if you wanted to, to bring a map. I had a map that my friend Nick Hansen had made um, from the year before, which was one in 25,000, which um, if you don't know much about map scales, um, one in 25,000 is – a finer map, if you will. So all the train features are bigger. So you. Per inch of map or whatever you've got a lot more, a lot less area on it, whereas one in 50,000 you have. A lot more map in that that one area. So the reason I say this is when you're plotting points. The finest pencil you have when you make a mark on that or your finest pen that mark is actually like. 20. You know, it could be 20 yards, 50 yards. I mean, when you're talking the scale, you're trying to get super, super precise with these points to find them, and your map scale kind of uh, affects that. So we actually started with the one in 50, and then I, I quickly pulled out the one in 25, and we just use that because I- that's what I've practiced with, and I'm I'm a lot more comfortable. And that mark then is a little bit smaller of a a point to to find. Okay. So that
1: kind of land navigation, that's a skill that you could work on. That's something you could practice and and build on.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to to just, I mean, I've practiced at home recently just marking points and then, you know, writing them out. And then here when I get a chance, I'm actually going to go out there and um, try to find that point, like basically use terrain features and pace count and that sort of thing and go to where I think that point is. And then once I've gone to that point, you can you can get uh, UTM to lat long latitude longitude um, like apps for your phone because a lot of GPS is latitude longitude, which is not as useful for land navigation for just just the way that they're they're broken down. So you can go to that and then and I've done this before for practice mark points. Go to a park or whatever using my skills skills to try to find that point and then when I get there. I pull my phone out and I look at it and if see how close I got, you know, it's really hard to get like down to the, you know, the square meter. But if I get within 20 meters or something like that, like that's if you were looking for something, you you would probably find it, you know. So um, that that's a good that's a good way to practice. I need to do more of that, but that's that's what I've done in the past.
1: OK, how about the running? So hilly flat bushwhacking trail muddy anything Uh,
0: fairly fairly flat a little bushwhacky at times uh the uh checkpoint charlie um yeah checkpoint charlie was very dense woods um it was very close but uh, like i think if you dead reckoned it was 150 meters or something like that but very dense brush um, if you didn't really go directly to it, it wasn't like you were going to be able to look through the woods and see see the um, the checkpoint. What they did is they would find a tree, I think every one of them was on a tree, and they had orange or orange or pink or something like that, pieces of paper, saran wrapped, so f- three sides would have orange, saran wrapped around, and then the fourth side would have your um, your directions on it, so either Tell you where to go, like go back to check or go back to the rally point, go back to the start or other latitude, longitude locations or or UTM locations to take you. You know where you're supposed to go, so they they'd have instructions on that four side. But um, if you got close to the place, they were easy to find. They weren't like hiding them under bushes or trees or you know it wasn't. They were loud and proud. You just you had to get. Within a, a decent, you know decent area of it you know some of them you could see from 50 yards you know like one of the first checkpoint was kind of on the slope of a hill so if you got in that general area even 50 yards away you could probably see it but a couple others you kind of had to be you know 15 20 meters from it something like that
1: okay so that covers the run and navigation side how about the shooting side long range fast pistol what kind of stuff did you see there
0: Yep. Uh Ellis, the this is a second Ellis match I've done. He, he's he's the uh gentleman who runs the most of the gun run, you know, MD for most of the gun run matches. From my perspective, what I've seen with these two, he is very I, I think they're very well-rounded shooting skills. Um one stage was breaching a door. Uh let me get in this. We'll just kind of hit around. But uh yeah, stage five. You uh if you found Checkpoint. D I think you could you get a shotgun shell so you could ballistically breach the door, kick it in. Your partner came in with his rifle and blasted or yeah, rifle blasted a bunch of targets and then you came in with pistol blasted a bunch more. I mean, I think the fastest run on that was like 10 seconds. Most were in the 15, 20, 30. You know, very, very fast burner stage. You had uh, stage 5 and 6. Five had out to like 200 yards with some smaller targets. Um, six was uh, maybe that far, maybe a little bit further, maybe closer to three, but very shaky barricades you're shooting off of. So very good positional rifle, very challenging. Um, you had some stuff where going, you know, you're shooting prone. You were um, shooting offhand, pistol, same thing. Some smaller targets, some. I, a lot of the pistol that I shot in the match was just close enough and just general enough. So, like, let's say a BC target at 10 yards that you could shoot a little bit faster. You know, a lot of these targets, they, they were quicker stages, but um, but there was still some. I mean, I shot some, uh, what are those, uh, dueling trees, and it was 10, 12 yards, and the plates were three inches or something like that. I mean, it was... It's like a doable target. But I like I missed a lot on that one. It was later in the match and you have to. You gotta give them respect. You know if you just think you're going to blaze through like you did. That's my problem. I was shooting pistol awesome through the whole match because they had. Generous enough at just the right distance that you could kind of shoot fast and then I got to that and I just tried to shoot. With that real, real loose sight picture that I had done for everything else and and you you can't do that, you know, so. I think it's a really well-rounded – if you're a well-rounded shooter, you do well. If you're a really, really good pistol shooter and you're not very good with rifle, you're going to have bad luck. And same thing, if you shoot rifle really well and your pistol's not great, you're going to have some stages that you're going to have some rough. So that's the thing. Ellis' long-range targets, he never gets crazy far. The matches I've shot, none of them got crazy far, and they're all – I think reasonable targets for the kind of guns we're using, you know, is an AR-15. We've said it before. Is an AR-15 capable of hitting a six-inch plate at 700 yards, with the right shooter, the right ammo, the right like, yeah, there there are people who, someone out could go out right now and do that, but practically, that's not really that gun's wheelhouse. You know, the the battle rifles, the 308s, the 5.56 kind of whatever kind of rifles you want to call them fighting rifles. BC target at five six hundred yards is like that's that's kind of the practical accuracy. And as you come in, maybe you can get a little bit smaller, but but you really shouldn't. And, and Ellis seems to keep it. I think inside of what I I'd consider a reasonable target for your average. You know if you've got an ACOG and a. 12.5 you, you should be able to hit all these targets if you if you know how to shoot your rifle. If that okay. makes sense,
1: yeah, definitely. So that sounds good. Skills-wise, anything else you want to touch on there before we get into the stages?
0: Um, no, I mean, like I said, if if your well, if your land nav was good and your shooting was well-rounded, you know, you didn't have to win every stage. Just just a a decent shooter, you you were going to do well at this match. I mean, it was all, I think, well within the realm of like what a well-rounded Competitor should should be. So. Okay.
1: So why don't you yeah, walk so us we, through the stages then?
0: Yeah, so you start at the beginning, obviously. Um, they gave you your first checkpoints. Uh, that checkpoint ended up being one of the easier ones um, and the reason you were actually when we were camping, it's right near there. There are like two sets of very big high tension power lines like you know, six power lines aside and there's two of those. So when you plotted it and you looked on the map, it's like, oh, here's all these power lines going away from us and then it wide off as another set of power. You know, one of those set of power lines left and you like plot. it. It's like what's right near there. Um, There's a property line that's also marked on the map that was right about, you know, it was almost at the edge of that and. um, With the game lands, the property lines are very, very well marked. They've got like signs on, you know, colored signs on trees and they're every, you know, some are every 25 yards or whatever. So um, the look, we're like, oh, this is a piece of cake. You know, we're going to find this. The challenge was that as you got down there, there there's a little depression before you got up there. It was swamp. Like, you know, sometimes one of my, my partner was up to his knee at one point. You're trying to dodge around these real wet swamp, but it was just and it had been raining off and on. You know, it was real wet that weekend. So it was just like your pants, everything was covered in water. So you kind of slogged around, like you start getting close and you're like, oh, all right, we got to look because we know we're close and kept going further. We're like, well, I know we haven't passed it. We haven't passed it. Well, eventually found it. And then again, now we've got it. We got the information. Go back to your starting point. And now we got to slog through swamp again. So, um, you slog through that you go back to the uh starting point and then they say and this was I thought this was kind of neat they had a maybe a little bit of a scenario thrown in cuz they said all right um the base is being attacked you need to go defend it so from there they said you know right over there stage 1 so you go over to stage 1 to shoot that so stage 1 had let me get my notes out here there was two or three rifle targets. All right, two different rifle targets at 100, 125 yards. Um, I don't know if they were quite BCs. They may have been a little bit reduced size, but about that size. And then um, you shot each of those five times and then you had two different pistols or um, yeah, two different pist- two or three different pistol steels that you also shot five times. Uh, the rub was that There was an ammo box up behind you, kind of on a hill, 75 yards away, so one of your partners needed to go run that and bring it back, and you guys couldn't shoot the same targets at the same time, so basically I said, "All right." I I pretty quickly realized that between the two of us, my cardio was probably a little bit better than my, my partners, so buzzer goes off, I run 75 yards up to grab the ammo can, he starts shooting rifle, and the plan was I grab that. I come back. If he's done with rifling on the pistol, I just go straight to rifle. If he's struggling with rifle, I'll hit pistol. And then when we're done with we'll swap, well, he, he was just finishing up. So he grounds his rifle. I pick my rifle up off the ground, start shooting that. He shoots his pistol. And then I finish with my rifle and shoot pistol. So we had a pretty good run on it. It was kind of Some teams did different things. I mean, it gave you a lot of options on how you wanted to shoot it. You know, really, you guys both could have shot and swapped, and I could have run and grabbed that and come back afterwards, you know, if you didn't want to shoot. We just thought doing two things at the same time is usually the better thing on the clock. So um, pretty quick stage, just depending on how you you worked it out. I mean, the running was the the longest part of that. Um, So You finish with that, and they say, Okay, you know, the base has been defended. Head back to your start to get, you know, your next instructions. So we went back to the start, and they said, All right, here's your next checkpoint, you know, checkpoint Bravo. So um, we plot that on our map. You know, we kind of see, All right, there's a road here. Um, Being flat for those that have done any land navigation or anything. it's flat enough. There's really not a lot of terrain association. It's not like you could say, oh, you know, I just got to take this saddle up, you know, here and shoot an azimuth between these two peaks. And there, there's no peaks. There's no, you know, there's there's not really anything. So um, property lines were your best bet. Um, roads and um, like paths and stuff like that. There were some lakes. So in this case, we're like, all right, well, we can see a road on this map. Because our map kind of had a little like aerial stuff drawn in. So we see a road. We got to find this road. We go down. um, You know, we're like, oh, here's the pond. So we know we're on the right track. We just got to basically go till we're almost at the property line. So we did that. We ended up finding that checkpoint. And uh, from there, the checkpoint sent us to um, the rally point. So they had at the beginning, they had given us the rally point. You say go to rally point. So we had to plot that in the map. Went and found the rally point. From the rally point, they said, all right, you're going to shoot some more stages. Go to stage uh, two, three, and four. So you head down this path, kind of follow the signs. So there's no real land nav needed for this. And we got to stage two. Uh, There's a big pond there. You chose one rifle to shoot. Between your two teammates, so in this case, we we chose mine, and um, each partner had to have their pistol on them. So um, to start, my partner ran to the other end of the pond. There was four or five steel targets down there, kind of smaller. He had to knock down. I ran to the middle of the pond, and I had um, yes, yeah, so there's five knockdowns there. I had two targets to shoot. A number of times, so um, they were on the smaller side, so I actually I think they may have even been diamonds because they were a little bit of a challenge, but I actually kind of walked forward on the pond and used the tree. So I shot each of those five times. I think something like that. Once he had finished shooting that there was a, a body there or something like that that he had to. I um, Can't remember if he drug that. Let me see my notes here. Oh, he searched the body for Intel. So he found intel that he came running over to my position and I had grounded my rifle on the ground. He picked that rifle up, and then based off that intel, he had to shoot a certain certain targets a certain amount of times. So um Do you that, mean that was when you say neat. the
1: pond? I'm gonna interrupt you. You said yeah. in the pond, are you in water or around
0: water? We're around it. There there's a okay. pond, and like we're shooting on one side. And across 75 yards across the pond or whatever, there was targets. Okay. So you know, if you think kind of a straight bank, this whole thing's happening on the the higher part of the bank. So yeah, no no water necessarily that you're you're going into. Um, you're just working around it. So, um, so yeah, that was that one. It was a, a again, none of these stages are real long and involved. I mean he ran 50 yards or something like that i ran 25 yards and both of us did some shooting but uh like a lot of team matches it pays to be comfortable with shooting other guns you know if you just get dialed in all you can shoot is my pistol my rifle i've got everything set up exactly and you don't practice with anything else and then you get you know you pick up your partner's gun with an acog or you know you shoot a red dot pistol and your buddy's got iron sights and you end up having to shoot each other's pistols. You, you can be in trouble. So um, these team matches and every match team match I've shot has done usually something along that lines where you swap guns and you got to be able to be comfortable shooting other people's other people's gear. All right. So after that, head on to stage three. Um, actually, this one, again, there was a pond kind of between you and the targets this was one of the cooler stages i've shot at a running gun so they had a like a low barricade wall that had some real rough holes cut in it and like match directors and stage designers love to do none of the holes were at a very convenient height for you to shoot through so you started on your start on one side your teammates started on the other this is rifle only across the pond again 75 120 yards something nothing Crazy far, but far enough that you, you kind of got to do your due diligence. They had a bunch of steel targets there, but they actually had uh, uh, trucks, cutouts of, you know, wooden trucks. So um, there was like, you know, one steel target was inside the window of it. There was a couple in front and back. And one of the targets, and it was the one near where my teammate was shooting, had like a uh, blue piece of tape or something on it which was the hostage. So you sat down, they gave you a card that said, what order you need to shoot these targets in. Cause they want you to take out the, like the driver first and then the lead guy and then the machine gunner and then, you know, yada, yada. So, um, from your improvised position there, you had to shoot all those targets in order. And, you know, like the one that's in the driver's seat, you're not even getting a full, like you're getting the head box of a like a BC target or something like that. So just shooting around the truck, having a certain order, it was a really – again, it wasn't necessarily – if you are on your game, you didn't really shoot that long, but it was a very interesting presentation, you know, and the, and the position made it really – you know, I was like – and I know better. I, like, got in a position. I'm like, oh, this is really good, and it's, like, time to make ready. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need room for my magazine to – you know, because I had, like, a book bag up. I was like, oh, yeah, I need – I need room for a magazine like to fit in this gun, so that position is not gonna work anymore, <laughs> so you know me and my partner shot pretty well there. I think these first three stages or these second two, three, and four, I dropped like one pistol shot the whole time and run rifle shot like i I, I actually was shooting really well. It wasn't necessarily my fastest ever shooting, but I was just right when I got my sights breaking good shots and um. But yeah, I, I was really happy with the way I shot considering I haven't been practicing or anything like that. All right. So that's uh again, yeah, four. There's four targets for each shooter. We did that, neither of us shot the hostage. So that that stage went pretty well. Uh, four is probably, I'm gonna do my best to describe this one. This was the most complicated of of stages, and even after running it, I still don't know what we were doing. <laughs> but um, You both started laying down. My partner had a grenade, so he started by standing up and throwing the grenade. I had to shoot. I had to kind of get up because there was a high grass, so you had to be almost like a kneeling or seated. I had to shoot. Two targets a number of times. Multiple times and then drop my mag. Last round in the gun is the high value, so. Shoot those targets multiple times, drop your magazine. You have one round to hit that target. So, um, and if you don't, then there's a penalty. So, I shot that. Once I finished, that meant my partner could run forward. Or, I think he held the grenade till this point. So, he ran forward. He had to try to throw a grenade in something. And then he had a bunch of pistol targets to shoot. And the same thing, when he finished that, he had to drop his mag in high value. Now, if he missed that high value he actually had to take time to put a tourniquet on himself or something like that. We didn't miss anything so that wasn't an issue. So he he shot that once he was able to shoot that, he started running through this like kind of not underground but they had a tunnel built up. So he's crawling through this tunnel and then I run forward and shoot those targets, pistol targets that he had just shot. Same thing, high value drop mag, shoot that. And then once he got to the end of the tunnels, he had to shoot those you know, another set of targets a handful of times with the pistol. So I end up shooting rifle pistol. He ended up shooting just pistol. And, uh, again, yeah, there's penalties for the high values and, uh, you know, uh, the time penalty of having to wrap yourself in a tourniquet if you miss. So again, not real long. Um, good, good teamwork. You really, you know, once you got a shot, you need to make sure you, you talk to your partner and then, you know, he knew that he could go and, and a little verbal back and forth. So all the fun stuff in a team match. Uh, any any questions, anything before we, we kind of go on from those stages? Okay, I, I'm, I'm trying to fly through them so this isn't real long. Uh, next, we go uh, after four, you head back to the rally point. So at this point, they give you two sets of points, Charlie and Delta. Charlie looks like the harder one. We're going to hit that first. Um, Our plan was to go 150 meters up the road. You know, we we plotted out and figured out the pace, and then from there turn perpendicular to the road, basically 90 degrees of the road, and it should be 100 yards or 100 meters in. So um, we do our pace count up 150 meters. We turn in. We kind of spread out a little bit, and we start heading into the woods very dense, very hard to go. So we didn't really do like a pace count from that point on. We got in deep and we're like, yeah, it should be here. We go a little bit further, still nothing, kind of spread out and canvas that area, looking for any kind of big tree, anything that could do that. Um, Couldn't find it. So we thought, well, maybe we, you know, a lot of other things you could see, not that we were on RO day. So not that there was like a lot of paths or anything like that but like you could see someone's got to get there so sometimes there's a little trail or something so we came out thought maybe we went too far went back a little bit try the same thing kind of went in and out a couple times um weren't having any luck so uh being ro day we had actually left pretty late you know at like 11 or closer to one o'clock maybe you know actually getting out to do our run And, um, you know, looking, knowing what time it gets dark that time of year out there, um, in May, we were like, well, we've got till like 738 before it's dark. And we, we know the last few stages are long range. We don't want to be shooting those in the dark. So we made the decision to bail on that one for then go get D hit up the shooting. And if we have time, we can always try to go back and find it. So bailed out on that, um, You know, we could see, all right, for D, you can take the road down here. There's another like road and property line we can follow up and kind of took us on a trip up along a field, the edge of a field. We kind of could see other points, you know, on the map. So we kind of had a general idea where we were at. And um, this is one of those things where if you're not doing your pace count, scale on a map, if you don't do this a lot, is really because like we were like, man, it this feels too far but we haven't hit the back property line yet. That was kind of our um, our backstop. We knew if we hit the game trails property line, we've gone too far and we got to come up a little bit. So kept walking, kept walking. Um, eventually I look up ahead and I'm like, hey, there's, there's pink, you know. So we found that, they tell us, you know, go back to the rally point and um, grab a shotgun shell. So that's where we grabbed our shotgun shell. Went back to the rally point, Rally point said, "Hey, head to down that path and and uh, follow the uh, signs to uh, five and six. So we follow the signs back down. You know, headed to five and six. Uh, six. I kind of talked about, or five, kind of talked about it earlier. Uh, there's a I I since I found it and I I got the team together, so I called myself the team captain. I'm like, "All right, well, I'm gonna ballistically breach this door." They actually said. If you got a shotgun shell, you can ballistically breach it or you can kick it in if you don't have that. Uh, kicking it in was probably faster, but I don't come to matches to not ballistically breach doors. like if if ballistically breaching a door is a, breaching is an option, that's the option I'm taking. So you know, I had like a little piece of lath or something across that. So blast that, kick it open. I you know I saved the shotgun off this side. He goes in. Shoots his rifle a bunch, you know, on these targets. and then uh, I, I don't remember how many. It's not that important. is not much. I went in with my pistol and blasted a bunch of steel targets, you know, like three steel targets five times each, or something like that. The rifle was actually the only paper in it, and you had to have five hits on each piece of paper. And if you dropped any shots is if you didn't have five shots in each one of them, that was a failed stage. So it was it was important to or, 3-5-whatever. I actually saw the video for the fastest team. Uh, It was like 10 seconds. And he had a D60 in. And I believe maybe a binary trigger. Whatever it was, he basically went in there and sprayed like 10 to 12 rounds on every one of the targets. And then his partner went in and just, just blasted away with pistol. And, I mean, it was good shooting. It wasn't like they were just spraying and praying. I mean, I, I think the ROs were pissed cuz they had to tape up a ton of shots in every piece of paper but yeah i mean it was it was funny to watch i mean he just 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 blasted through the whole thing so pretty quick stage um six um uh i started so the first shooter which was me started by neutralizing the uh six paddles on a dueling tree so there was like three aside it didn't matter which ones you shot you just had to make sure one of them flipped back and forth six times. So, shot that, kind of shot like hot garbage, considering everything up to that point had been really good. Um, after that, I'd safe, uh, safe my pistol, run up, and I had to grab intel off the ground. There was, again, like a book bag or a body or something like that, you know, dummy, that you grabbed intel off of. My partner, as I was doing that, was running up the stairs, uh, a ladder with his rifle, to get to a uh, like a hunting blind. And then same thing. I had to follow him up. Get behind him. Using the intel that you got. I had to guide him onto which target to shoot. And how many times to shoot it. Um, it ended up being right to left. So you know I'd say like far right target three times. He had to neutralize that three times. And then uh, just you know. one The third number three target four times, and, and so on. So um, once he did that, that stage was complete. So again, got to have good communication. Um, depending on who picks what, you've got to be good with rifle, good with pistol. Um, be able to help them if, if they're having trouble, you know, hopefully spot for them. So uh, he shot white rifle really well. It was it was a pretty quick stage. Um, so after that, we... Um, Came down, I think I got my checkpoints maybe a little out of order, but um, we came down out of that and you go back to your rally point. From that rally point, this last checkpoint, the, the fifth one, wasn't the same as the rest. So everything up to this point was, here's your UTM grid location, you plot it out. In this case, they had an aerial map of this area showing you. Showing, you know, just Google image, basically. And then they had a point drawn on it. And that was your last checkpoint. Um, as Ellis said, the whole thing is like, you know, land navigation is finding where you're at, knowing where you're at. So while UTMs and, you know, train association and following roads, all that's important. You may also just get a picture or, you know, in this case, the picture was this chicken shack or this, you know, this kind of farm building that you had passed twice. You'd pass by it twice. We went down one road that was the left of it and another road that was the right of it. So if you were paying attention to your surroundings, like when we looked at that, we're like, oh, crap, we, we know exactly where that's at. So, you know, we, we made a beeline to that. We were excited because, again, light was getting dim. And we we're really worried if that last checkpoint was like a, another really hard one, like C was, that we, we were going to have trouble finding it. So um, we head there, um, get that checkpoint. It tells us, hey, go to your last stages, you know, go to stage seven and eight. Um, we had been working stage seven earlier in the day, so um, we were pretty familiar with where to go. So we shot straight towards that. Seven, um, you're able to start in any position, guns empty on the beep, the um rifle, both people would load their rifle. Shooter one had what they called headshots. So basically they had I think eight-inch targets. You know, think of like a dueling, not a dueling tree, but like a plate rack, but eight-inch targets, hanging targets, three of them. And then um the other shooter had a torso and um you know, off in front of him. So he had to shoot. So I had to shoot shooter. One had to shoot one headshot. So I had to shoot the eight inch plate once. Then my partner, once I shot that and he knew it, you know, it was a hit, he had to put three hits on the torso. And I think these targets were, uh, did I write that down? Uh, 250 yards. They were inside a 300, two, it was two, 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 250, something like that. So I'd shoot them one of them. He'd have to shoot his three times. I have to shoot mine. He have to shoot his three times. So um, not real bad. One of the kind of sheets to that stage, I guess, is they said you could start in any position. So we started proned out in the ground, you know, bags, like things ready to, you know, mag. I had my mag in hand. You couldn't start with it in the gun. But, like, my mag is, like, next to the mag well. You know, I'm – they're giving me a minch. I'm going to, so, and I, I ordered it. That's what I let people do. They couldn't start. You couldn't have it sitting in the mag well, ready to seat, but, but it was right there. Click. And you could start shooting uh, it, It's pay attention to stage brief people. I saw a lot of people standing up. They don't even know, you know, mags aren't even anywhere close to where they can get it. They're standing up and then beep. And it's like, oh, where's my mag? Oh, now I got to get prone. You know, they hadn't like got prone to see if they could even see what they needed to see. It's like, You know, if if they don't tell you something, ask, you know, so I can start anywhere, you know, what's the start position? Just wherever you want so I can start prone, start prone, you know, ask questions. There's a lot of times the match director has put that in to see who's paying attention and who's who's, you know, who's not. Give yourself the as much advantage as you can. All right. So after that, you finish that stage they had a a big sandbag, big duffel bag with like 75 pounds and sand in it, you had to resupply. And this is another one of those, I kind of forgot to mention it, but there's a lot of like scenario in it. So they said, all right, well, you need to supply the next checkpoint. So, um, you know, my partner's like, well, I'll take it. So he tossed it on his back. We drug it to stage eight, you know, we had to set it down. And um, this was a bounding fire stage. So, I think he started off about 300 yards or something like that. First shooter, ran up to a barricade. As soon as I started shooting, he could peel off and go to his barricade. So, they kind of made, um, you know, the first one position was in the middle. And then from that, you had three more positions on each side going up. So, so seven positions in total. So, I start shooting my target from there. He ran off to his. As soon as I got everything neutralized and you shot each target like three times or something like that says again communication you know shoot 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 or your turn or whatever you know however you guys want to communicate so he'd start shooting as soon as he started engaging targets i ran to the next one and same thing you just bounding fire your way up till my last position was you know 275 250 from the target um really fun stage that was the only one we had a dnf on they um it just neither of us shot particularly well um the barricades were it was just like a pallet and they just drove a a fence post in the ground but not even that far I'm, I'm sure intentionally so they weren't real wobbly uh i was at the last position when we timed out and there was actually like really tall grass in the way so you had to like get on your elbows on the barricade to see it. I mean, some people said they were shooting through the grass. Like they kind of knew where, you know, they'd get up and see where it was at, and then you'd have to shoot through grass. So, um, I know that was intentional. The last position was a very challenging position to see one of the targets. And, um, it was, it was fun. I mean, that's, that's stages like that are, uh, are good. You gotta, you gotta time out every once in a while and get, you know, get, take your licking. So, um, that, that was the last stage from there. It was um, you had to take the duffel bag back to the stage before seven because you pass by it and then head back to the start finish line. So no more land nav, nothing, nothing special. Just, you know, run back. My partner was not in running condition at that point. You know, I kind of had him jogging telephone pole to telephone pole and then walking. So that's that's where we finished up. So fun, fun. Really fun match. Yeah, it sounds
1: like a good match. So uh, any lessons learned, takeaways, things that you work on different, things you'd practice? What are you thinking there?
0: Yes. Yeah, so Land Nav. Um, Charlie, the one that we missed, the, the only Land Nav we missed. Um, the, I guess the – I don't want to say the – gate. the move for that was because you knew where you're at at the rally point and you plotted that out was to just dead reckon. So I think some people found it other ways. Most of the team's successful basically shot, you know, figured out the angle from that spot to there, shot an azimuth, and then just, you know, separated a little and just followed that azimuth to the point. If you did that, it was at like 100, like I said, 250 yards or something like that. Um, that was, in retrospect, that would have been the better the better move for that instead of where we tried to do pace count and azimuth, but we, well, we did pace count, but we, we tried to do it in two, two legs, you know, basically make a triangle out of it. Whereas just walking straight there was probably the better, the better move. Um, so knowing when to do that is in and, and the better move when to dead wreck and when not to is a skill that needs practice. Um being confident in your pace count, being confident in shooting an azimuth and, um, and, and doing, you know, dead reckoning is, is a skill that I need to practice. Um, I'll, I'll land nav cause I'm not that comfortable. It's not like I'm a pro at any of it, but, um, that's definitely one I'm adding, adding to my list. Shooting wise, um, you know, this match, I felt like I shot well, my partner shot pretty well. Um, you know, we could have been a little bit faster, but, you know, it is what it is. We were, we had never, we met that weekend. Like someone found me, the partner, because my first partner got injured and, and couldn't make it. So, um, you know, for never talking, we communicated well enough. I mean, I could have communicated, both of us could have communicated better, but that is what it is, you know, but shooting wise, I, I didn't think there was any big takeaways. If you're a a competent shooter, you'll, you'll probably do pretty well at Ellis's match.
1: Okay. So, sounds good. I mean, the, the shooting sounds really fun. I, I don't have a lot of experience with the land nav, so that'd probably be a struggle for me. But, yeah, shooting seems straightforward. Sounds like you guys had yeah. it figured out. So. Yeah, right. and,
0: I, you know, my partner helped a good deal with land nav. Like I said, he had only read it up on it. He had never done pace count. He had never done – so it really you know uh ls joke that the only you know people were complaining about sea a little bit and i i wouldn't complain about it it was he said but that's the only real land nav point in the whole thing like all the other points you had pretty good train you know property lines roads things like that that was the real that was the only real land nav in it so um i don't know what he'll do next year I guess the year before it was even harder, so he scaled it back. He took some points off. Um, as someone not real comfortable, I thought it was a good balance of getting people through a course without being out there for eight hours. I mean, I think the average time was three, four hours, something like that. I think the year before it was like five or six. So um, I think if you had a little bit – if you practiced a little bit of land nav, knew how to plot points and read a compass, it, it, maybe you're not going to get every last one. But you're going to get most of them. I think you're going to have a good time. Like, I, I think it's it's very doable to someone trying to learn those skills and get better at it. If, if you know, you don't have to be a you didn't have to pass Ranger school selection, you know, land nav to be able to to do this, which which is good, you know, because a lot of what the gun run and these running guns do is teaching people these these skills. You know, some of them are martial skills. Some of them are, you know more practical, are are you always gonna have your phone on you to use Google Maps? Like, no, you know, being able to read a map, especially out in the wilderness is, is a, good, it's a good skill.
1: Yeah, I mean, solar flare is gonna take out all GPS anyways. So, I mean, we just gotta factor that in. So, all right, so that sounds good. Do you have any final thoughts? Any, take any, you know, things you wanna leave the listeners with?
0: Yeah, I would say if you get a chance to do this land-nav match or any of the gun-run matches, do it. Um, I know Ellis' shooting is fair. You know, I I tend to be a more, I, I, how I say it, Like, if I shoot a match, I'm not DNFing that much. You know, my skills are to the point where, like, I'm not going to be the fastest, necessarily be the fastest guy on there. I can put some top five, top ten times up there so i'm not a top shooter but i'm not like you know i'm upper middle pack i guess so if you're a newer shooter some of these stages were challenging for people like there there was some difficult shots but everything was doable and if you if you're struggling on it i would say just figure out what it was and that's where you need to practice but these matches are well within everybody's capabilities if you put a little work into it so get out do a gun run do um you know, Legion's coming up. That's already sold out. But if you can get into a match like that, do Legion. Um, just find a match and and sign up and do it because you you will learn something. And if it's a team match, even even better. So that that would be my my final thoughts. And
1: you're upper middle pack now. You're leaving the rest of us mid packers behind. You know, this is
0: ah. <laughs> uh, if it was a if it was a major three gun match, I would probably be like solid mid pack. For a running gun yeah i mean i i'd like to think of myself as like a a solid upper upper middle shooter
1: <laughs> i feel like but. this is just like a primer and co merch new merch that you're working on yeah you, you yeah, got sold upper middle. selling the mid-pack stuff so now it's yeah. all upper mid-pack
0: well you gotta you gotta rebrand so three <laughs> guns dead we gotta we gotta rebrand
1: Long live three guns. Someone
0: right. <laughs> if anyone stayed this long, they're gonna get pissed. Three guns not dead, you guys. Just shoot three gun matches.
1: Just All don't right.
0: bitch about the prize table. <laughs> right.
1: So it sounds like a good match. I'd like to get out to it, but yeah, it's way far away from me now. So we'll see what we can do. I, it
0: it was that it was an eight hour drive that I did like solo both ways. So that's I mean, it's fun, but I, I would I like not driving eight hours for matches. I'll put it that way. If I if I could drive less than eight, I'm I'm pretty happy. <laughs> yeah. So, thanks for uh, being on here, Mark. Um, I know we're gonna see you here before too long. Are you Le- Legion, right?
1: Did no, you get into Legion?
0: No, Zombie for sure. Zombie for sure. Yep. And then we'll get you out to Guardian. A heartbreak it's not is too late. the next bull is no guardian guardians oh, Gar- next month i'm not going to yes yes you can <laughs> yes you can <laughs> we'll see all right well thanks for sticking around you guys sorry for the interruption we're going to try to piece these two pieces together and then uh we'll, we'll get this out so thanks again mark yep all right